With hurricane season still in effect and the winter weather around the corner, consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting aboard Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm Matt Bassford. Doug Parker is over on the red carpet for the premiere of DreamWorks Animation's upcoming film, Puss in Boots, which opens, by the way, nationwide October 28th. I know Antonio Banderas and Selma Hayek, two of the stars of the film, are here today. On this show, we're going to talk to the Allure of the Seas captain, Captain Zini, also the cruise director, Ken Rush, and uh, we'll get some passenger reviews of the Allure of the Seas. But first, let's go to Doug Parker. Joining us on the red carpet is President and CEO of Royal Caribbean International, Mr. Adam Goldstein. Mr. Goldstein, they recently just announced the DreamWork experience aboard Voyager of the Seas, which is heading over to Asia next year. What's the response been in the local market? In Shanghai on Tuesday, where I announced, along with the DreamWorks President and CFO, the extension of the DreamWorks experience onto Voyager of the Seas when she comes to China. China next year, an unbelievable attendance of media, like crazy. And so you can see that in China, they are just totally into the DreamWorks experience. And I know that uh, Kung Fu Panda was, I believe it was the largest grossing animation movie ever in China, and and maybe it was the second largest or something uh, movie of any type. I know that Jeffrey Katzenberg can answer that better than I can, but it's a huge phenomenon in China. So whether it's here in the United States or on the other side of the world, there's a real attraction of these characters. And I give the credit to DreamWorks Animation. They created great characters and great stories. Everybody loves them. And the the nice thing for us is that all ages love them. The, The adults are totally into it. And obviously the kids are as well. And here he comes, ladies and gentlemen, the captain of the world's largest cruise ship, Captain Zini. Captain, welcome to Cruise Radio. Have you had a chance to talk to Antonio Banderas or Salma Hayek yet? No, they are really, really nice people. That, that's, you know, uh, we, we heard that. You know, people, people, the, the, your reputation normally precedes you, but uh, to see them, they're really warm, really friendly, and, and you can see they have a lot of passion for what they do. The big question is, are you going to give them a tour of the bridge? Not yet. No, we haven't had time. They've been very busy. You know, uh, their, their agendas you can imagine is busy, but they're more than welcome to to join me there if they if they want, of course. Any inside secrets you can give us about Puss in Boots? Not yet. Not yet. They keep it very guarded, but uh, but uh, all they say there's going to be a lot of smiles for the families, and I think that's something we are looking forward to. Fran Golden with us. What are your thoughts of this premiere on the ship? I think it's super cool. I mean, think about it. You know, 10 years ago, would you thought a movie premiere would take place on a cruise ship? It's pretty radical. John Diner, cruise critic. What do you think about the movie premiere on the ship? It's cool. What a riot, man. I'll tell you what, I've never been in the middle of those camera paparazzi thing. That's a crazy deal there. Those people are nuts. Crazy life, huh? They're just like cruise people. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Cousin? Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? One got a dream vacation for you. One had to send you on your way. One number one in cruising nationwide. One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's one 800 
Cruise One or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One. Yeah. Cruise One. Each episode, we give you Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. If you're cruising into Halifax, Nova Scotia this month and want to get into that Halloween spirit, check out the Blue Nose Ghost Festival, which is being held now through October 31st at the Alderney Landing on the Dartmouth Waterfront. The festival celebrates the characters from the book Blue Nose Ghosts by Helen Creighton, one of Canada's most respected and renowned folklorists. Events include the Fear of the Darkness Haunted House, family activities and performances, and even an online interactive tour of the Geary Street Cemetery presented through Google Earth. For more info, go to bluenoseghostsfestival.com. And just so you know, that's ghost pluralized. Did you know the allure of the seas towers 231 feet out of the water is over 1110 feet long and 208 feet wide? Back on Cruise Radio again from chriscruises.net, galling.com, and a variety of other important fancy publications. Chris Owen, welcome back to Cruise Radio. Hi, Doug. How are you doing? Good, man. We've been sailing on the allure of the seas for the past week, and uh, God, what are your thoughts? I know you've sailed it before. It's absolutely fabulous. Biggest ship in the world has a lot of little teeny things going for it that make up uh, make a big difference on this ship. It's just uh, from the crew to the menus, uh, the dining venues. We've been through all of it, and, and I'll tell you, they do a good job. You've sailed on many Royal Caribbean ships before. What do you think about these staterooms on here? I mean, you know, you have the, the ocean room balconies, but you also have the balconies that look inside the ship, which is a first. Oh, you know, and I was worried about that because everybody, when the first ship, ship first came out, we toured, the, we toured these, and there's a whole lot of difference between touring them and living in them. And I lived in what is technically outside cabin, with a window in it, but the window looks into Central Park. And it was great. Uh, it provided the uh, view of Central Park. You knew when uh, the sun came up, which, and I'm up early, so that was important. And I, did, I didn't look out that window all that much, but it was a nice thing to have and very conveniently located. Now, see, if I was booking a cruise, I would have a concern about booking an inside balcony room because, you know, you want, the in, you want the balcony room for the privacy. And, you know, when you're in Central Park or you're in Boardwalk and you have the inside balconies, it's really limits your privacy. Well, it's an entirely different experience. It's not if it's if it's, you want a balcony because you want to see the ocean, you won't get this. Um, the, if you want a balcony to get out and have some air uh, out in the open... Uh, this is this is it. It's, it overlooks Central Park, which is beautiful, lush, lushly landscaped uh, area. Even better than it when it first was installed. I was talking to the hotel director the other day, said that the plants have blossomed and bloomed more than they thought they ever would in this setting. Seven neighborhoods on board this ship. Which one's your favorite? I have to go with Central Park. I really would. I don't know that I would. I think if I was traveling with the kids and we had two cabins, I would put the kids in a Central Park view cabin. Uh, ocean view cabin and and I would have a balcony looking out to the sea because you can do that and be close by on the same floor but um, I like Central Park the best. That park cafe is hard to beat. Ladies and gentlemen, John Diner from Cruise Critic. John, welcome back to Cruise Radio, man. Good to see you again. What did you think about the entertainment aboard Allure of the Seas? Uh, I thought it was amazing from, from top to bottom. Uh, I think the DreamWorks stuff really works on the ship. The parade, which you don't think is going to be all that good, right. is actually a hoot, man. It's, cool. it's terrific. Uh, it's the first time I saw Blue Planet. This is the second time I was on the ship. Blue Planet, pretty good. Pretty good show. I, not for everyone's taste, but 
but I enjoyed it. What about the Aqua Show? The Aqua Show? Yeah. Hey, it made a splash, man. <laughs> was, uh, yeah, I'm here all week. Great show, great show. And if you know where to sit, there's a lot of sneak places where you can sit and really enjoy it and not have to deal with being in the splash zone or other people. So. Speaking of entertainment, I guess it's good to know if, if folks are traveling on Allure this Seas, make those reservations in advance. There was nothing available from top to bottom. Yeah, sold out. Uh, one thing, if you show up 10 minutes ahead of time, you can screw other people out of their seats. Right. <laughs> uh, so if you don't make reservations, go anyway wait in line, you're probably going to get in. John, thank you so much, man. Good seeing you again. You too, Doug. This is Cruise Radio. With us right now is the cruise director aboard the world's largest cruise ship all the way from California. Ken Rush, cruise director. Welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Now, with this being the the world's largest ship, there's seven neighborhoods on here. There's stuff going on all hours of the day. Um, How do you manage to control all that? Well, you know, what we love about our, all of our Royal Caribbean cruise ships, but certainly the Oasis and the Allure, is the many different options people can have. And so I put myself in the passenger's shoes. So I, I constantly am thinking, okay, this is what, I'm, what time I'm eating, what's there to do before or after, or what would make it a, a great thing, a great day. And I try and plug in those activities and entertainment around the ship. Okay. And what do what your responsibilities include? I mean, we, we've all seen you dress up like Elvis and John Travolta, but surely there's back-end paperwork and stuff as well and controlling a large entertainment staff. Right. I have a total of 192 people on oh, my wow. cruise and entertainment staff. And it does. it's everybody from the entertainers to all, everything from the youth counselors to the musicians to the technicians. I'm in charge of all of them and everything that's for anything, activities or entertainment-based uh, for all of our guests. So, yes, you're exactly right. As much as I love to be in front of the crowd and right. on stage there are times that I have to go work in my office and you know I get emails just like everybody else does and we have to put schedules together and we have to really make sure that the whole flow of the day and the nights each and every day and night is working the way it's supposed to be. The Allure of the Seas has so much for guests to enjoy and offer. Uh, what are some of your personal favorite things? I, I just love the idea that it's so many places that people can dine, mm-hmm. uh, that they don't really have to stick to a schedule. They can make up their mind, just like as if they were going to New York and seeing a show on Broadway. Or, uh, But here's what's so funny. We have that show on Broadway here on Broadway. Right. So everything has been stepped up, but the, the fact that you can really put your whole schedule together so that you're able to see our incredible entertainment, while at the same time, if you wanted to relax one day, you could do that but we have so many activities uh, you know today classic example it's raining it was raining throughout the day and I was talking to a guest and they said I said oh I'm sorry about the weather and I said what are you sorry about number one you don't control it right. and number two you do control all the great things happening on board and there's so much stuff happening inside who cares about what's happening outside you brought the ship out last year um, the Allure back in December of 2010 any highlights from the inaugural all inaugurals. I've, I'm very honored to have been part of the last 12 takeouts of mm-hmm. the ships. And I I think the, the inaugurals of all the ships have been unbelievable. This one included just the excitement of uh, celebrities coming on board to, uh, of course, just the excitement of a brand new ship and everybody being so, so happy. I think all of them are terrific. What's your favorite show on board? My favorite show on board would probably have to be the Oceanaria, the Aqua show. Right. And it's just because uh, it's just so unusual. And and so the athletes in there and the performers and the high divers and acrobats are just unreal with what they do. Uh, The whole entire cast. It's just it's something that I sometimes still sit there and watch and I've seen it. Got probably going on hundreds of times by now, sure. but I still am amazed if, if it was my first time, and I just still can't believe we're doing that on a ship. What would you say to folks who may be considering cruising Allure and haven't quite made that step yet? 
The biggest concern for a lot of guests uh, for our allure of the seas is the world's largest. I don't want to get lost in a number. And right. It's too. It's going to be too crowded. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. And then they come on board and they realize, what? There's exactly. six thousand people here on board. Where are they? Yeah, exactly. It's because of the way we've designed this ship. I mean, we have all these different neighborhoods that people are everywhere. But, again, you can go to an area. If it's busy, there's 10,000 other places you can go to. Sure. So I, what I would say to people is don't be hesitant about taking any cruise, period, but certainly not on board the Allure because we've got something that's going to appeal to everybody from a 2-year-old to a 92-year-old. We definitely do, here, especially on this ship. Ken, I know you're very busy, and I'll let you hop here. All the way from California, cruise director aboard the world's largest cruise ship, Ken Rush. Thanks for being on Cruise Radio. Thank you. If you're an outdoor enthusiast and adventure seeker, a cruise tour to the Yukon Territory is the perfect getaway. This vast and thinly populated wilderness area of the far north offers unlimited outdoor adventure, breathtaking scenery, spectacular wildlife, and the unique vibe of Dawson City and Whitehorse. Whether you choose a trek into Kluwani National Park, a canoe expedition down the Yukon River, or Arctic explorations in the north, you'll feel at one with the Yukon. And in addition to all the spectacular destinations ashore, a cruise tour offers all the luxurious shipboard amenities, including great food, dancing, clubs, Broadway-style shows, and more. Let your travel leader's expert help you discover all the treasures of the Yukon on an unforgettable cruise tour vacation. At Travel Leaders, our promise to you, when your journey from a dream to a great story includes us, you travel better. Contact your Travel Leaders Alaska Yukon Specialist today. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Did you know the Allure of the Seas has 26 diverse dining options, including a Brazilian steakhouse, a Mexican cantina, and Johnny Rockets? And we're here with Tamara, no stranger to the Allure of the Seas. You, this is your second cruise, right? Yes. And you and I were just talking off mic about the dining, and you said you pretty much have experienced dining front and back of this cruise ship. Yes, I have. Let me ask you, um, out of the specialty dining, the one with the surcharges, which one was your favorite and which one was your maybe not so favorite? Uh, My favorite was Chops. Uh, My least favorite was 150 Park Avenue. What did you think of the main dining room? That was wonderful. What kind of food did they serve in there? We had one formal night. We had lobster, Mm -hmm. uh, prime rib. Uh, They had many different nationality type of foods. Like the the pizza joint, the uh, Central Park um, Park Cafe, all those little free joints along here. Did you eat there too? And what did you think? I loved them. I love pizza. And uh, the Park Cafe, which is on the eighth floor, they have an excellent roast beef sandwich to die for. And it's free. People may be hesitant of traveling on the world's largest cruise ship. There's this misconception that, oh, it's going to be way too crowded with 6,000-plus people on there. You know, I'm going to, it's very confined. What would you say? I would suggest then the Freedom Class because it still has some of the same activities that this ship does offer. Freedom um, Class. And a lot of the fleet is getting a lot of the good features from this ship that people have most raved about. So they're putting Rita's Cantina. They're putting, uh, they're taking the cupcake. 
thing, which is yeah. kind of wild. <laughs> so they're taking these things and they're putting it on the fleet. But you know, all the cruise lines seem to do that. Yeah, totally. Let me ask you this. On We call it the areas of mass congestion where, you know, maybe there's bottlenecks on some ships, like the Epic has it really bad um, by the ice bar. Did you find any areas of mass congestion on this ship? Uh, the first uh, two days, the elevators mm -hmm. were really packed. Uh, but then, you know, as the days go by, people are starting to, you know, find the ele elevators, feel more, you know, comfortable spreading out and, you know, finding the staircase and these hidden little coves to get up and down different places. Right. What do you think, Al? The interesting thing about this ship, I was kind of skeptical mm -hmm. uh, when, we, when the ships first came out. I got to tour the Oasis and I thought, okay, this is kind of an interesting design. I got to sail on the Allure in an inaugural and... I really was sold on the design of the ship because they broke the seven neighborhood concept. Right. Put things on different decks, different sides of it. Yeah, the elevators get a little crowded, but hey, that can happen anywhere. Right. The only time that I find this really crowded on this ship is, number one, the day people board because they can't get to their cabins, they're all in the windjammer, and when they have these incredible parades, and then, then it's congested. So outside of that, the ship is actually, you just don't know there's 6,000 people. Tamara, Al, thank you all so much for being on Cruise Radio. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks for listening. And listening to Cruise Radio is easier than ever as we are on the Stitcher Radio Network. It's a free app you can download to your smartphone. Really one of the best ways to take your podcast with you on the go. Check out our new and improved website and get all the latest cruise news right there on the homepage, cruiseradio.net. And make sure to sign up for the instant email updates. Just go to the homepage there and you'll see uh, sign up for instant email alerts and fill out your email email address, obviously. I'm Matt Basford, and for Doug Parker, this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer.